1: And welcome to the Good News Program. You're listening here on—we're uh, broadcasting rather from downtown Conroe. If you're listening on the FM dial, we're on 104.5 and 106.1. I am your host, uh, Ted Cox. Uh, I'm glad you're with us uh, today. We we have a couple of guests, and the the first uh, guest in studio is Elise Eaton. We'll we'll uh, get her introduction in just a moment, uh, and we're going to be talking about homeschooling. Uh, I know that uh, as a parent uh, of a homeschool teenager now, uh, there were a lot of a uh, lot of concerns and a lot of uh, nervousness and a lot of things that we were certainly ill prepared to do and and I thought it would be helpful for us to have Elise in who who you'll hear all about her, but uh, founded and is is the uh, managing director of uh, a homeschool co-op here in the general area just uh, south of us down twenty nine seventy eight We'll talk a little bit more, but but I, I just thought uh, it's always good as we are kicking off the show, we have a couple of hours together, just to kind of remind uh, everybody that uh, that while we're uh, bombarded with bad news 24-7, I mean, you can scarcely turn on the radio or the television, and you certainly can't get any through any of the cable news networks and just realize that uh, it's just 24-7 bad news. We're just uh, at each other's throats, there just seems to be uh, hate everywhere, and wars and rumors of wars. And uh, so we decided to create this show just to take a respite, uh, even if it's just a couple of hours on a Thursday afternoon, uh, to celebrate people in the community who are just ordinary people like you and I, uh, who are doing extraordinary things. And, and certainly, uh, as the name will imp- you'll hear in just a moment, extraordinary education would apply, uh, running a homeschool co-op Uh, in, uh, and and since I've been associated with it now for three or four years, uh, I know that between the the parents and the students and the teachers that it is truly the definition of herding squirrels. Uh, So, uh, so this is a, again, a moment that we're going to take about an hour with Elise, uh, talk about homeschooling in general, a lot about her background and what, what, uh, what she was uh, thinking when she got into homeschool uh, and, uh, and the homeschool uh, organization she runs. But, but also we want it to be a, a period of time uh, where we impart to folks who may be considering it uh, what they may need to think about, uh, that probably while you would be good to do all the preparation and research, that it is not as, uh, well, let me say it a different way. Uh, the benefits to the child uh, certainly, far outweigh any of the nervousness up front for the parent, and so we'll talk all about uh, all about this. So, uh, why don't I go ahead and invite Elise to, to come on uh, on Mike and make an introduction, say hello, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, and then we'll get into all of the fun stuff associated with homeschool.
2: Well, my name is Elise Eaton. I'm the uh, the director at Extraordinary Education. Uh, we are we've been in existence since 2006. Uh, we started off at a church in the Woodlands and started meeting there, and then now we meet at a much larger campus. Yes, uh, off of twenty nine seventy eight, sort of the backside of the Woodlands, uh, between the Woodlands and Tomball.
1: Okay, yeah, and I know that um, that you have been in education for for quite a while, uh, and know that there were some some good things with the education system, but certainly some things that you weren't overly happy with. And so, tell us a little bit about maybe. Uh, your your background in, in education and kind of what you liked and what you didn't like. And then what caused you to say, you know, there's probably a better way to do this.
2: Well, I am, um, of course, my degree And then we'll talk in, about what this is. <laughs> <laughs> my degree is in, in elementary education, okay. bilingual education. And I, uh, I taught for uh, te- in Texas public schools for 10 years, uh, of course, when I was younger. Yes. And um, I enjoyed teaching I mean I still enjoy teaching but it was what I didn't enjoy was the school system. Okay. Uh very um very limiting and the the farther we go in in uh, regulations and things the harder it becomes for teachers to actually teach. Okay. You're much more restricted on teaching literally to the test. Uh, right. literal teaching um you're there's very little flexibility in teaching what I would consider the the fun stuff right. all the fun has been taken out of of teaching and, and school at least that's the way it was for me okay um, when I got you know further into to teaching much more requirements on taking benchmark tests and you know Every few weeks, we had to take another test. Right. And mm-hmm. so you spent all your time preparing for the next test, and then there was really little time to actually teach the material. Yeah,
1: and we, we experienced the same thing. We Our uh, our, our child uh, went through public school in elementary school, went to a private school for part of his middle school, and of course now is at Extraordinary Education, um, and uh, and we experienced that. And that was part of our frustration, that it would just be a ramp up to the test, he would memorize for the test, take the test. And then if you've asked him anything after that, you know, it was just, uh, it it was just not retained. And that was one of our frustrations as well is you're just learning the, the teaching methodology is just to learn for the test, get them through the test and get on, you know, to the next test. So, and I always wondered too, that why the three R's only one of them began with R. So I, (laughs) I always thought when you begin with the premise that the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic, only one of them begins with R, that you might have a problem.
2: <laughs> well, and I think our, our, our society has gotten away from the idea of what education is really about. Right. Because right. the word education comes from Latin, and it comes from ex,
3: uh-huh.
2: out of, and ducere which is to lead. Okay. So education is about leading out of something, okay. And and my way of thinking of it, you're leading out of um, ignorance, right? Leading out of immaturity into right. maturity. But education is all about leading, right? And I think that our society has gotten into the idea that education is about filling. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, it's more about stuffing facts in, and it's not about being
1: right, right. Well, and, and you've been you've been associated with with the educational system for, for how long now? Don't well. don't give it away. <laughs> but, but, but about twenty, uh, probably years, closer to thirty, 30 ish 30 years. years. So, so uh, um, have you seen? So, when you got into education, did you see that that's what you were doing—the sort of leading out of ignorance and you're able to teach? And then there was a progression towards. And so, what what were uh, well,
2: well, when I started your, when I started teaching yeah. in the in the early '80s,
1: yeah,
2: middle '80s, <laughs> um, early to middle 12? '80s, okay, yes. got it. <laughs> um, and I was teaching in a bilingual classroom, and ah, and we were okay. fairly insulated from all the requirements that were coming down ah, to okay. um, to teach to specific texts, okay, texts, tex, tex, whatever the Star, acronym of the right. day is, right um, because they hadn't really done them for the bilingual classroom. So we had okay. a lot of freedom to, to teach what we learned in college, really, what right. we learned how to teach.
0: Okay. And
2: then as time went on, uh, there was a lot more emphasis on
1: the standardized testing. Really. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, from not knowing the history of the educational system and why well, was created just an observation as a parent, and of course, looking back on when, when I went through school, uh, it does seem like it, the, the, the entire educational system was built uh, almost from a model of the Industrial Revolution, that is to say. Uh, I'm going to spank, uh, you know, spank out 100,000 of the same type of Fords, and regardless of the capabilities or the talents or, or whatever it happens to be of the individual student, I still am one, going to want to knock out you know, hundred thousand or a million or several million of exactly the same kind of kid. Uh, and so, I, I, but now being on the other side as a teacher, uh, I realize that it is really difficult uh, because you do have students within the class uh, that are all over the place in terms of, of their abilities and so forth. So I, I do realize that there are benefits to standards, that is to say, we know that you go from grade five to grade six because you've accomplished X, Y, and Z, uh, or you get into college based on the accomplishment of an SAT or whatever. I, I do understand the benefits of that. Uh, but it does seem like that it moved from when we were kids to when my kids were going through or my kids were going through is um, is that that was all there was. There was nothing but standard. And, here, and you can, you can talk, talk to this. I don't mean the monologue. But, but, but there also seemed to be a lot of other stuff coming into the school and into the classroom that had nothing to do with yeah. education. Uh, and so uh, I wonder, you know, if you can talk a little bit about what else was coming in. And I know in talking to you that, uh, that the engagement of the parent uh, is, I think, more critical perhaps to the success of the student than anything that the school system or a teacher can do. So in any of those... Any well, of your observations would be?
2: Part of my view of education is that, um, well, for one thing, students are, kids are not cut from cookie cutters. Right. They're all different. All different. And there is more than one way to teach something. Right. And I feel like our school system is getting to the point that there is only one way to do it. And every it's it's almost... So cut and dried that it doesn't allow for variation.
1: Right, right. Um,
2: especially the more we get into the common core. Right. Um, because the common core isn't just the student will learn multiplication and division. Right. It's that the student will learn exactly this way to do multiplication and no other way. right? And the student will do it on this date or this, at this right. specific point. And not all students are ready to do that at right. that specific point. Right. It really leaves out the idea of individuality.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, when, uh, when my son came through, uh, and I think it was either the fourth or the fifth grade. I, have to, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I remember uh, as they were beginning to move from addition and subtraction to multiplication. And I remember when, when we were growing up and going through, it was a multiplication table. Uh, and then when he, he brought home something that just looked, it, my wife and I would just look at it and go, okay, this was somebody's Ph.D. dissertation. Because <laughs> you're thinking, this is the goofiest way to get to a math problem. You take five and you take three from five and you get it. It's like, why not five times five is 25? It's, and so, so I know that uh, uh, you as an educator uh, sh- uh, certainly saw and experienced some of those frustrations. And we as parents were feeling a lot frustration as well so um, well let's uh let's take our our first uh, break uh, here and because uh, we've already sort of established the common ground uh, that there was a great deal of frustration that that perhaps it could be done better uh, and so as we come back uh, from the break we'll kind of pick up what did that better look like for you uh, and then we'll start talking about some of the specifics of the benefits of homeschool and so forth so uh, join us after the break. We'll continue to talk with Elise Eaton, the director, founder, director of Extraordinary Education, and we'll talk to you on the other side of the break.
4: Do you remember when it
0: This is Rick TRC. Every Monday through Friday from three to seven, I play today's country hits on my show. Afternoons with Lone Star the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conrose FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936 647 three seven
1: seven six and welcome back to the good news show this is Ted Cox your host uh, every uh, Thursday afternoon from one to three we're uh, joined in the studio by Elise Eaton who is the founder and director of extraordinary education a homeschool co-op and and while we were both sitting around lamenting uh, in the first segment about the frustrations of uh, the, the public school system, uh, we certainly don't want to just kind of end there with the problem. Uh, we want to start talking a little bit about what prompted the solution and what got her into it. So I'll, I'll uh, turn it back over uh, to Elise and kind of say, okay, it sounds like we have common ground on frustration. Now what?
2: <laughs> well, when I was teaching public school, I, um, my, student, my children came to the school where I was teaching, which was very convenient and actually really great because I got to know their teachers really well. They were right. my colleagues. Um, I have four kids. Yes, uh, Two of them are in their 30s, and then I have uh, one son who's 23, and then one that's just a senior this year. He's 17. Yeah. Um, my kids, my two they are in their 30s, uh, were my first homeschoolers, but okay. they ended up graduating from public school. Okay. So, there was a period of time, especially my um, my son, my second child, he was struggling a lot in school with reading his sister, not so much, but um, he struggled a lot with school okay and finally, by the fifth grade, he was struggling a whole lot okay but the school was never really doing much to help him along. Uh, at school, that only, you know, whatever I could do with him. Right. At, at home, at night, you know, when you get home and you're having dinner and you, you, there's not a lot of time to fit a lot of help in there. Right. Um, so by the time he was in the fifth grade was when I said, you know, can we, because he was finally failing, like everything. Well, okay. And I said, can we test him? Maybe he could go, you know, into the pullout reading program or do some other things. And, uh. Although he was two to three years behind in language arts, all uh, you know, grammar, spelling, reading, all those things. Right, right. He was far ahead in math and science and some of those subjects. And at that time, um, I don't know if it's still the same way these days, but at that time, right. if you averaged everything together, he was considered he was to on be grade. on grade
1: level. Uh-huh. Yes.
2: Therefore, he didn't qualify for any
1: right. special help. So part of it he wasn't getting, and part of it he was bored because he was beyond it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And most kids are that way. Most kids are that way. Most kids are not the same across the board. They usually have areas in which they're really good, and they need more challenge. Right. And then they have other areas in which they're not as good, and they might need some extra help. Right. Um, That was at the point at which I already, I had my third child, and I was not teaching school at that point. So I found myself with some time on my hands and a child who really needed some help. And I, up until that point, I kind of thought homeschoolers were a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I was was in the public school system. Right. But um, I was so frustrated with him not being able to get any help, uh, considering that the school said, well, he probably has dyslexia. Okay. Okay. But we don't want to label him with dyslexia.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: And uh, so I started looking into it and discovered that my school, the reason they didn't want to label him was because uh, their dyslexia program consisted of zero students.
1: Okay. So they would have to apply resources. They
2: would have to, yeah. They An would have IEP
1: to, or whatever right. it was called back in the Right. Back, back, back in years. the day.
2: Yes. So so my solution was, you know what, the school isn't going to do anything for him. He really needs some help, and he's not going to be able to be successful in middle school and high school right. if he can't read. Right, right. So we, I pulled him out of school in the middle of the year, and uh, his sister was in the seventh grade, and uh, we just went all in and she okay. came out in the middle of seventh grade, and we homeschooled the rest of that year.
1: Okay. Well, and I know, too, just as a, for pulling it out, uh, we did the same thing. Uh, with with our son Uh, pulled him out at roughly the middle of the year a little before now we haven't lived in texas and certainly haven't been involved in homeschooling nearly as long uh, as you have it's only been in the last couple of years has texas always been a pretty homeschool friendly state Uh, and has it gotten more or less homeschool friendly let's call it
2: well texas has always had homeschoolers okay Okay. Uh there was a period of time when it got to be difficult to homeschool because okay. the school districts were putting a lot more pressure on parents and there weren't really there still aren't really any laws about homeschooling in Texas. Oh,
0: there are some okay. court,
2: there are some court cases that have been decided. Okay. And and so really the law in Texas is is based on the court case decision.
1: Oh, ah, well, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that there were
2: there's there was a, nothing governing there. So are, it's just, no.
1: just it's just the uh, educational standards to get in or rather to receive a high school diploma. Is that the only then or is that the main thing that's associated with homeschooling?
2: It's complicated. OK, okay, I <laughs> know, because even as a homeschool
1: yeah. parent, I'm, we're in as much research as we've done. We still are not completely sure well, <laughs> that we understand every single thing. We have a pretty good handle, but but not everything. So.
2: There was a famous court case in the '80s, uh, Leeper versus um, Arlington. Okay. And in that decision, it was decided that um, if a student was being homes- was being educated by the parents uh-huh. in a bona fide manner. Okay. So for real. Okay. And if they were using a curriculum. Okay. That and the curriculum and it could be books, workbooks something from an electronic screen online, but back then it was videotapes. Right, right. Um, They had, you know, different correspondence courses and things that kids could do. But as long as they were using a curriculum, and in in this court case, it says the curriculum can be from any source. Okay. So there was, you didn't have to use state-approved curriculum. Okay. And as long as you're doing it in a bona fide manner and you're teaching i'm trying to remember the subjects yeah reading spelling um mathematics okay grammar and a study of good citizenship
1: wow okay so so nowadays spelling is no longer a course it's an app (laughs) not sure what happened to citizenship but yeah okay
2: and and uh So there's just a really short list of subjects that they expect you to be teaching as a homeschool. Okay. Family. Okay. But it doesn't tell you a specific curriculum that you have to teach. Okay. There's no specified number of days. There's no specified requirements to meet any state standards. Oh, that's
1: okay. So that's that's interesting. Okay. And
2: there's no testing required for homeschoolers.
1: Okay. Just entrance if, into college.
2: If you're doing, yes. If okay. you want to go to college, then, of course, you would look at what the college is requiring, not, okay. not what the state is requiring, because every college has different
1: requirements. Right, right. Yeah, I know as we were beginning to look into colleges in different states, <clears throat> in particular, we were looking at a, a college in uh, Washington state. Uh, their, uh, their curriculum for the public school uh, was, was different than the one for Texas, and, and we contacted the college and we realized that in the final two years, if he wanted to go there, we were going to have to change what we had planned in terms of our curriculum, specifically so that he could get into that college. So, uh-huh. yeah, you're exactly right. There, were, there didn't appear to be any uh, criteria <clears throat> in order to test out of high school other than perhaps a GED. Uh, but it, we, were, we were starting to look at what colleges might he go to and is it different than Texas? And what do we need to change in order to get him in?
2: And as far as Texas goes, there are laws in the state of Texas that Texas colleges, Texas public colleges, are required to accept a homeschool diploma the same as any other private school diploma.
1: Ah, gotcha. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. So they are are required to uh, recognize your homeschool diploma. And uh, as far as the state of Texas is concerned, homeschoolers are considered a type of private school.
3: Okay. All so right.
2: anything that would apply to a private school applies to your home school.
1: Okay. And, in, in and essence, keep good records. Yes. That's in essence, your,
2: your home school is the private, is a private school. Okay. A very, right. very, very, very small, exclusive private school. Right. But right. it is a private school. And you get to be the, um, the school counselor, and you get to keep the records okay. of your own child's education, and you are the one who gets to make the transcript to send to this college.
1: Okay. We have about a a minute before we go to the the bottom uh, of the hour break. So um, we've talked a little bit about that, uh, about you and your kids. So how did that begin to extend? And we'll pick it up on the other side of the break on how did it extend from just you and your family to something uh, more broad? So you have your two two children and one young child. You're homeschooling and caring. Uh, So how did that go from homeschooling them to saying, you know, I think I, I think we can do it a better way, which became obviously an extraordinary education.
2: Well, I will just say that homeschooling my two kids at home and coming out in the middle of the year, it was hard to get connected to some other homeschoolers because we didn't uh, know anybody
3: okay. else who was okay.
2: homeschooling. And um, we struggled to get connected with other homeschoolers.
3: Okay. Uh,
2: there's more ways to do it now Okay. As opposed to the early '90s, middle '90s, right? A lot more ways. But that's one of the things that 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 motivated me to start extraordinary education was because it was so hard for them. In fact, it was so hard for them that the following year, they their friends kept contacting them so much that they really, really wanted to go back to public school so they could be with their friends.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, and I do yeah. want to pick up that. Uh, as we uh, go to uh, to our break at the bottom of the hour, I do want to pick that up uh, because that we that was one of our primary fears was socialization. So we'll pick up we'll pick up that in extraordinary education on the other side of the break. You're listening uh, to the Good News Show with Ted Cox. We'll talk to you right after the bottom of the hour break.
0: Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows
2: and comment on them below the video.
1: Attention, movie lovers! The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IronLonestar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. And welcome back to the Good News Show on um, Lone Star Community Radio. You're listening to us if you're uh, zooming up and down 45 on 104.5 and 106.1. And whenever you get to your destination, you can pick us back up on IRLoneStar.com and, uh, and either stream the rest of the show and the rest of the shows that follow ours. Uh, or if you want to like, take a look at uh, previous shows, uh, both ours the good news show and others on, on uh, Lone star.com com star.com excuse me uh, you can look at uh, our podcast and our YouTube we capture not only uh, the audio which some of you are listening to right now but we also capture the video so you'll be able to see us on on YouTube um, and uh, so today we're talking in our first uh, first hour with uh, Elise Eaton and we're talking about homeschooling uh, homeschooling in general and then, We'll talk a little bit about her uh, what she decided to create which is a little different than a private school and a little different from other other schools that are out uh, which is which is what we really liked. Uh, so we'll pick up uh, the conversation i think in the first uh, segment we talked a little bit about frustration in the second segment we talked about what do we do with this frustration on our own uh, so uh, where we left off your two older kids were homeschooled for a while and then uh, uh, through continued communication and desire to see their friends again, they actually ended up and finished in public school.
2: Yes, uh, they did. And,
1: and then, then uh, you're next to so go ahead and kinda of pick up on the story. I don't wanna well step over your words.
2: I'll just say that we enjoyed our time of homeschooling. Now how long did you homeschool? Just the rest of that year.
3: Okay,
1: gotcha. The rest right.
2: of that year, we okay. homeschooled. We did some really fun stuff. We took a yeah. a two-week Texas history tour and went and saw all the uh, oh. Texas history sites. Okay. And that was our Texas history curriculum. And um, we just did a lot of uh, fun things yeah. together. Yeah, well, that's it, a good idea. you can't, for a fifth and seventh grader, really make up for being a fifth and seventh grader. You, right. mean, you can't. can't. Mom isn't right. a friend, and right. I mean, in that sense.
1: Yeah, so, mom's already mom, now mom's teacher.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and because I was not able to really connect with a lot of other homeschoolers at that yeah. time, I really was not able to, to re- replace that yeah. for them, yeah. and they needed that. Kids yes. need the social connections. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yes. Uh, there are so many ways to get social connections as a homeschooler that, um, the argument that homeschoolers are not socialized is just like laughable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that was our concern as we were taking uh, our son out of public school and private school into homeschool. That was our primary concern. We, we were pretty confident that we could educate him and or piece together, as you've already talked about curricula and different things to educate him. Our primary concern was the socialization. Would he lose that? As it turns out, of course he didn't. uh, and, and uh, interestingly, uh, the folks that he has become friends with within the homeschool setting, extraordinary education specifically, are people just like him. They like yeah. gaming. They like you know the things that he likes. And he was actually better able to find kids that were a lot like him. That he could, he's made really good friends with. with your son being one of them. Uh, and so um, so yeah, go ahead and pick up again. I don't want to so, so when so i your,
2: my. My younger two children are, you know, quite a bit younger than my older yes. kids. Yes. And uh, when it got time for um, for my third child to enter into first grade kindergarten, uh, we started looking at what we were going to do at that point. And um, I did visit a lot of different schools. I visited a lot of private schools. I visited the local public school that, right. taught that he would be zoned to. And um, I just was not confident that he was going to get what he needed. Okay. Academically.
3: Sure. Okay. At,
2: at the, the opportunities that were available at that time. And so I said, well, we'll just start off. We'll do a year. I have time. I was still not, I had not gone back to public school teaching. Yeah. yeah. And so we just took it a year at a time and um, started getting involved in some co-ops. Okay. So co-ops, are kind of a low level. It it's usually meets one day a week,
3: okay. so you okay. still
2: can do your homeschool the rest of the week, and then you'll go to co-op one day a week, and you might do um, some fun things, maybe a science experiments right. class, right. where all the kids get together and do science experiments. Or so right. you, the one of the co-ops we were in, one of the hours of the day was, was a, hmm. I forget what they called it. Destruct they took old
3: right.
2: toasters and whatever you wanted to donate. <laughs> yeah. And the kids
3: took got them to
2: take them apart. Oh literally. man,
1: I would do that class. That
2: was a fun class.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that yeah, uh, you know, like for, for us, there we knew that there were gonna be certain subjects we couldn't teach. Yeah. Either either because of our background, or either we didn't know anything about it, or like chemistry or like some of the things you've already mentioned, there were other things that they needed to do lab wise or or whatever whatever it happens to be mostly science related that we just weren't capable uh, of pulling off as a homeschool that parent, is where
2: as, you get as your kids get older
1: exactly you get yeah.
2: to the point where either you're blowing up your own kitchen
1: which <laughs> most parents which we can do on know, our own without it's, homeschool
2: <laughs> it's it's fun to do that yeah. at home by yourself but it's more fun to do yes. that sort of thing with a few other kids
3: yeah you're and
2: right. uh, so that's where a lot of homeschoolers are, is that they want to get together with some other kids to do some things that you, you can't or it's not as effective right. to do it. I mean, you can have a discussion, a class discussion with one person or just right. you and your parent. It's better to have a class discussion. And as, as a teacher yourself, you know that yeah. a class discussion has a different dynamic. Oh, than it's far more rich. A discussion with just, you know, one student and one teacher.
1: Exactly. And, and I know that especially, in again, some of the science related things, <clears throat> sometimes you learn more by making the mistakes mm-hmm. and different, type, different folks will make different mistakes and you get to learn even more. So you're exactly right. The more, more kids in that sort of classroom setting, whether it's science or English or math or whatever it happens to be, uh, it is a far more rich dynamic because they really do get to, because the other kids are going to ask questions that maybe they have, but maybe they never thought of it and being able to answer those is a really far more rich, enriching environment so but the um,
2: beauty of doing it as a as a co-op or as a a parent directed thing right. as opposed to what you get in a traditional school setting is that you get you as the parent get a lot more control you get to pick and choose which things your child is interested in right now if right. your child is really interested in
1: robotics, nature, right. robotics, yeah.
2: then you can find more opportunities. Believe me, there are so many opportunities for all different subjects.
1: Yeah, I know that you have. You can you go have. into it, yeah. Uh, for sure, yeah. I mean, I know that you've had, at Extraordinary Education, debates and mock trial and robotics. I mean, some really interesting things that, as an individual parent, uh, uh, perhaps schooling an individual kid would would be impossible to pull off. Maybe not robotics, but but still, coming together as a team— and building something and then making it work like you've you've done in yours is really almost impossible to do as a single, single child. So, but I know that um, uh, you, you've talked uh, a lot about uh, the benefits, especially of the co-op model, but the, of homeschooling, you want to want to kind of run through, I know that you've talked and, and you've made some, some notes about the flexibility and the cost and, and some of those kind of things. So, uh, I know that if, if somebody's listening to this, they may be thinking, eh, maybe, maybe not. But uh, I know there's some, some tremendous benefits to being able to.
2: Well, I think the first question you have to ask yourself is, why would I want to homeschool?
1: Okay. What,
2: Good. what Good motivates people to even consider homeschooling? Well, in my case, it was academic. My right. child was not, um, was not being served at the school. Right. right. Um, now, for my younger kids, and some of that was academic, too. And some of it was actually um, social. Because what I'm seeing, especially because I talk to families all the time that come into our program, and uh, one of the primary reasons people are getting into homeschooling is because of of educational, academic reasons. Okay. Either the school is not meeting their child's need because the child is behind and is not getting the help they need, or because the child is ahead and is not being allowed to advance. Ah. Not getting the challenge that they need.
3: Okay, all right.
2: So there, you have the academic reasons, but you also have, and I see this every day. You have a lot of problems that are going on in the school, and I, I don't know the reasons for this. Um, school is not run the way it was when I first started teaching. Okay. So there's a lot of bullying going on.
3: Okay. There's okay. a lot
2: of of negative behaviors going on. Okay. And it, the teachers having a harder time. Stopping it, okay. And there are many different reasons for that, but right. it, it's just it's the children. A lot of times, are not feeling as safe as they used to.
1: Okay. That yeah. That's
2: so we have a lot of students that come into our program because of of negative things that have happened at the school.
1: Okay. Interesting.
2: Um, we and, have,
1: a, and there are certain too. I mean, certainly in the area that I I, I, I sort of orbit in and in, in teaching. Uh, I know that, that a lot of also parents have a lot of, uh, disagreements with perhaps some of the religious or, or, uh, or, or, positions on certain theories of origins of things that they may disagree with as well. Yeah. That's that true for us.
2: Curriculum disagreements. You're Our disagreeing curriculum. with, with the, the way the That's curriculum way is it. either being presented, right. um, or the worldview that the curriculum is being taught from to start with. Right. The, the underlying premise, um, some of our students are homeschooling because of health reasons. Oh, there it's, you know, there's a lot of requirements for attendance and, and things Uh, at the public school system. And if you have a chronic condition, uh, a lot of times you have difficulty attending school all the days that are required. Okay. And so a lot of people get into homeschooling because their child has a chronic condition. Oh, Uh, Lyme disease is a big one. Um, May really bad allergies,
1: right, right,
2: and we just have a lot of different students that have those kinds of things. Um, but in homeschooling, of course, you can adjust to when the child has a good day versus a bad day. Right, right. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah we had. I, have I other, didn't realize
1: there were that that oh, many that would come lot. in that were yes. that were health related. I, yes, I could see the other ones because we've been in that, but we hadn't. We were uh, while while our son experienced allergies, as you've already mentioned. Uh, and it was kind of chronic. We, I guess thinking back on it, that probably was a reason why we did as well. Although it wasn't the top reason. That's, that's interesting. I wouldn't think thought, wouldn't have thought that would be one of the top reasons.
2: Uh, We have other people that are homeschooling because their parents have a a non-traditional job or a non-traditional hours of their job. Okay. And they want to be able to have more family time whenever the parent has time to have family time.
1: Okay, that makes uh, sense.
2: Yeah, Possibly, you know, people that have this sort of situation might be pilots or oh. firefighters or people that are, are on several days and then they're off for several days. Okay,
1: factory, first responders.
2: Uh, yeah, people that work in the middle of the ni- night. Okay. Or they have to sleep during the day. There's just different, different situations why families decide, or the parent travels a lot.
3: True, right.
2: and and so you get the chance to. Some families will do because they can travel okay. together as a family. I've known families that lived in their RV and traveled the country, and that was yep. their
1: homeschooling. Yeah, my family wouldn't survive that. <laughs> <laughs> no rather, I wouldn't survive that. They would kill me. So, well, we uh, we need to take a, a quick break here at the uh, the corner of the hour. Uh, when we come back, I, I certainly want to make sure that. Uh, we start talking a little bit about the specifics of extraordinary education because you have a very, I think, unique uh, offering in the public school, private school sort of uh, uh, way that you've constructed your offering. So, I definitely want to talk a little bit about the specifics when, when we come back from break. So, uh, you're listening to the Good News Show with Ted Cox. We have Elise Eaton from Extraordinary Education in the studio. We'll be right back after this break.
3: What's
4: hey guys i'm joey savage Corey dlg we are nerd thug radio catch us every monday from one to three and check out our website nerdthugradio.com we like to talk about quilting horseback riding and baking quiche actually we don't but we do like talking nerdy to you that's right every monday from one to three p.m hashtag talking nerdy to you
1: And okay, welcome back to the Good News Show with Ted Cox. We have in studio today uh, Elise Eaton, who is the founder and director of Extraordinary Education. We're talking about homeschooling and uh, the benefits of homeschooling and some of the reasons why parents uh, are homeschooling. And we've talked a little bit about Elise's uh, own experience about how she got into homeschooling and and then ultimately, now she has founded an organization called Extraordinary Education, uh, which is uh, just south of where we are here. Uh, just I guess it would be sort of east. No, sorry, west, southwest of the Woodlands on uh, down 2978. Uh, so I'll, I'll kind of turn it over because we uh, we'll have about uh, ten or so minutes in this segment uh, to wrap up what we've been talking about. Because I definitely want to talk to her or have her talk about. Why she, What she constructed and why she constructed it the way she did and the benefits and how to, if people are interested, you know, your website and, and all of those sorts of things. So,
2: Well, one of the reasons that I started Extraordinary Education was because, um, well, because I wanted it for my own kids. Okay. And it didn't exist. And the easiest way to make it exist was to make it happen. Do it. <laughs> so um, I did start off, you know, being involved with some co-ops when they were younger. And then as they got a little older, um, like you said earlier. Uh-huh. I needed more. Um, I needed more actual help, even yes. though I'm a certified teacher. I'm not a specialist right. in mathematics or in various subjects, and people I knew were right. And you'll you'll find in the homeschool world that you have lots of really really great resources. Yes, and it was. It made more sense to band together with some other people and each person do the thing that they were good at um, so I started looking for for outside ways to to uh, supplement what I was doing at home okay and through that started some co-ops and and they just kind of mushroomed um, we'll just say as my kids got older I yeah I had more needs and other people I knew had other needs and and we just kept adding to it till it kind of grew into this really big thing. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> this multi-headed hydra that's called. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> so what we try to do is, but we it's try- really
1: a cool place. I mean, I for any of if you haven't visited, it's it's on this beautiful little piece of property. It's it's really a neat neat place to have school.
2: What we try to do is we try to um, we try to meet all the different kinds of needs that that the families that are part of our group are, are needing to, to meet. Right. So, um, of course we can't do everything, but we, we do as many things as we're able to, uh, because I believe that education is way more than just books Mm. and traditional curriculum. We, we, our, our, our saying is, uh, Thinking outside the box, mm-hmm. uh, education outside the box. So the box being just the very narrow definition of, of what we consider education. Okay. So we try to offer things that are, yes, things that would fit in the box. Sure. Math yeah. or traditional math courses, traditional English courses, science courses, things right. like that. Um, but we also offer other things uh, different kinds of science courses we did biotechnology dual credit biotechnology
1: right last right
3: here we are yeah, splicing
1: know. a grasshopper with yes, something wasn't it yes. I, <laughs> I remember hearing about it. i was like well that's pretty cool yes you got yeah. maker yeah. barn is also on i we know have it's a, a, technically we have a, maker, part. a maker space yeah. on our
2: property we yeah. have an organic garden and you can take organic gardening classes yeah. we have a, a whole a, art a wildlife habitat right uh native plants uh, we have uh really great art program uh robotics team a mock trial, mock trial team yeah. we have um we've we've got a v- variety of different kinds of teams and competitions that the kids can be involved with right, so right. that you know you can you can apply what you've learned through a team uh one of the things i guess we're a little light on would be things like a football team or right. a baseball sure. team but if you are a homeschooler and you want that, right? Those things do exist. A lot of parents get concerned that if I homeschool my child, I won't be able to. They won't be able to do these extracurricular things yeah. that they have at the traditional school.
1: And, and sporting is one of them, and, and even something as simple as the prom.
2: The prom we have yeah. there my kid just went to a homeschool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of those that are available. Homecoming dance. Yeah.
2: It was with one of the local homeschool football teams and they had a homecoming dance and, um, there's just a whole homeschool community. Right. So our school isn't just us. Our school is, is all of us.
1: Right. Right. And now talk a little bit about the structure of, of the curriculum. I know it's more of a, I don't, these are my words. I don't think you've ever used these words, although I may be mistaken on that. It's more of a college style. And maybe you have used yeah. that sort of, because com- you can come and take this class, this class, and this class, and they may be on Tuesday from nine to 11 and Wednesday from noon to one. And, and you can sort of pick and choose uh, based on the, the child's needs, the student's needs.
2: Yeah. Our so. model is much more like a community college for okay.
1: kids. That, that's a better way than, to say it. Than it is
2: yeah. a um, a school. Okay. And we don't consider ourselves to be a school. Right. I wanted school. to make sure that
3: people your, heard
2: your that. homeschool, right. as we go back as we spoke earlier, yes. your homeschool is your school. Right. We're providing teachers that you can utilize to fit into your homeschool program. So your child can come take algebra, an algebra right. class from our algebra teacher who's excellent.
1: She's excellent. As well but as you science. can
2: you can teach your own. English at home. You may, you may have your own, you may love English and you just really, that's something you're passionate about. And so you want to do that with your child, Right. but you're not passionate about math. Right. So you'll, you'll find a a teacher that will teach your child math, but it does work a lot like a college. So the students will come to class two days a week. They'll come to class for one to two hours per day. And, uh, it, If you've ever taken a college class, it works a lot like that. You will have your lecture time during class. You might have some practice Mm -hmm. activities during class, class discussion. You'll have um, experiments during class, things that you would do with a group of other students. Okay. And then your alone time that you would be working, reading a book or writing a paper, you'll do that at home on the other days of the week. Okay, got it. So that that's kind of how it works. It it maximizes your class time. It's more focused on those 2 days a week and then when you don't need to be distracted by other kids, you can be at home right doing it with a parent there to help guide you.
1: Okay. And so extraordinary education, what what is the range, the age range of uh, the teacher offerings that that you have an uh, we, ha- we have we have classes
2: that start with um kindergarten. Okay. All the way up through dual credit classes.
1: Okay. Our dual
2: credit classes are offered through Lone Star and through Letourneau University. Okay. So we have different dual credit classes that are offered different semesters depending on the needs of the students. Um, And those classes are offered on our campus live, not online classes. And um, we offer everything from traditional math and English to all kinds of enrichment classes. Most of the enrichment classes only happen meet for one day a week. Okay. Such as archery or um, guitar lessons, cooking class, um, Taekwondo. We have a lot of things that you might find in the community, but they're on our campus because students might take math at nine o'clock and then they might take Taekwondo at ten o'clock. Okay. And then they might take cooking at one o'clock. So it's all right there. Okay. You don't have to go running around town to get a lot of different kinds of
1: And and there's also uh, a study hall.
2: We have a study uh, hall. St- students are there in between classes and they don't have a class to take, they can go to the study hall and take their assignments and and work on them in there with supervision. Okay. And uh, somebody that can help them. Um, and so everything
3: I'm sorry.
2: everything we do is a la carte.
3: Okay. Yeah, I so wanted to make it, yeah, sure people heard, different, heard that.
2: different than your a traditional school where you have to stay all day every day and right. you you're going to take these specific classes. Right. It's up to you as the parent to decide how you're going to um, plan your sc- child's schedule.
1: Okay, and so uh, with just the the last couple of minutes that we we have left, uh, how can people get in touch with you?
2: Well, the easiest way to get all the information you need is on our website, which is uh, extra ed okay extraordinary education uh, right extraed.org Extraed. ed. o-r-g okay extraed.org you'll find our um, schedules you know our class schedules on there you'll find a lot of information about our program you'll find okay. a map you'll um you'll be able to register for classes on there
1: yeah i was just going to ask you about that i know that from time to time you have new family meetings and you have uh you probably do tours uh uh I know that this is probably not a bad time if, if a parent is listening to this to, that would want to make a transition into homeschool. So we, uh, how would...
2: Uh, we have a our final new family meeting of the year is coming up uh, in another week in uh, December. Okay. The, um, there's a RSVP form on our website where you would RSVP for that meeting. Okay. They're usually twice a month we have new family Information meetings. Okay, we do ask you if you're interested in the program to come to our new family meeting. Okay, just so that you get a really good overview of what the programming is is and what it is not. Okay, uh, it is not sometimes what people are looking for, and we certainly don't want you to feel like you have gotten into something that you didn't intend to get into.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, in our last last few seconds, we just want to make sure that that if you're uh, if you've been listening. Uh, and if you're interested in homeschooling uh, generally, and you want to know more about that, or edu- extraordinary education specifically, uh, you can go to their website, uh, extraed.org, not.net. They both work. Okay, I was just going to say I think it was thinking it was.net, but okay, extraed.org. Uh, they are located on 2978. I guess from from where we're broadcasting in Conroe, it'll be south of where we're broadcasting and sort of uh, west and south of the woodlands on 2978.
2: We're actually in Caraway.
1: At uh, Carraway Lane, all right. Caraway Lane is technically right off of 2978. So uh, take a look at their website, uh, sign up for a new family uh, orientation or new family meeting. Uh, and I would highly recommend if you're even remotely interested in homeschooling, uh, go and check them out there. We've been associated with them for three or four years now uh, and can't, uh, cannot recommend them highly enough. And so, Elise, thank you for coming on and talking about homeschooling and talking a little bit about Extraordinary Education. We uh, hope to have you on again and uh, talk a little bit more about homeschooling. So, thank you very much. We'll be right back after this break.
0: 3776, to take your first step into the radio world.
1: For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. And welcome back to the Good News Show with Ted Fox. Uh, in our first hour, we uh, were talking with Elise uh, Eaton. Uh, she is the founder director of Extraordinary Education. Uh, we were talking all about homeschools and uh, as parents of homeschoolers, some of the frustration we were experiencing with uh, public school uh, and then what caused us to sort of consider homeschool and all the, the decisions that went into that and, of course, Extraordinary Education. Uh, so, in, uh, in the next uh, hour, uh, we're going to spend uh, at least three of our, our segments with uh, Steve Squire. Uh, and uh, he's got a, an exciting uh, program that he wants to talk about, uh, about um, uh, the Operation Blue Elf. Uh, so, uh, Steve, and you go by Steve, right? Steve Not is Steve. good, yes, oh, sir. Oh, Steve it is. All right. So, thank you for coming in. Why don't, why don't you take a minute and, and while we'll jump into uh, the the program that you want to talk about, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and what, what you do. No, okay, for the people who, who don't have the benefit of the camera, they can't see your uniform. So.
4: Sure, Ted. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I'm Steve Squire, and I'm a deputy with Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. I'm actually a specialist, and my primary duty is the community outreach programs and Crime Stoppers. Ah, so I get okay. to do all of the fun things. I get to go to all the places where people like to see the police versus uh-huh. what my partners see every day and the people that they have to deal with that need the police. I got gotcha. you. So I'm very fortunate to have the job that I have.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for your service and thank you for your brothers and sisters also who are on the force to keep us safe.
4: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm here to talk to you guys about Operation Blue Well. So have okay. you heard about this yet, Ted?
1: I have not. Okay. Uh, other than our exchange, I have not.
4: All right. Yeah. So if I can just start from the very beginning. Absolutely. Please. Please do. All right. Well, when Sheriff Ray Henderson took office in January, he tasked all of the sheriff's office, um, each division, with a boots on the ground program. And what a boots on the ground uh, operation is, is some way for us to give back to the community. So each division is going out there trying to figure out what way can they impact the area with which they serve. Okay. And they've had uh, several success stories. Uh, East County, they had one where they went out to a, an elderly lady's house they identified could not take care of her place. And a lot of our officers took a day off, brought a bunch of equipment over, huh. and spent a Saturday just cleaning up her property, you know, power washing her house. And, and the end of the story was she was able to put it on the market trying to sell it to get something she could take care of.
0: Oh, wow.
4: So okay. we're really trying to, real hard to, to give back to our community that support us so great. We're very fortunate to have the background or the backing, rather, of the community so okay. that we don't really see on the TV that much.
1: Uh, that is true.
4: Yeah. Montgomery County is an awesome place to live and work. So Operation Blue Elf was the uh, brainchild of Lieutenant Scott Spencer. Um, he is the lieutenant over the executive division and also the public information officer. Okay. And as such, he was uh, instrumental in a lot of the Harvey relief funds um, put, uh-huh. putting together the people who were going out and, and offering relief and then trying to cover that and put out our press releases. Okay. So he saw the impact that Harvey brought to our county. So he thought for our executive division, which we have not done a boots on the ground yet, what better way than to give back to them by making the children happy in Montgomery County? Okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So what we're doing is it's a toy drive. Uh, we've partnered with a whole lot of big businesses. Uh, We have partners that have brought funds to the account. We've got partners that are collection sites, and we'll talk more about those later on. Okay. Sounds good. But uh, we're having tons of donations come in from the public in the forms of toys. Okay. Um, Operation Blue Elf is set up to where we're serving kids from anywhere from zero to 15 years of age. Trying to touch all of those that have a need.
1: Okay. So zero to 15. Zero to 15. Okay.
4: That's right. And then what we're trying to do is we're trying to vet these children to truly reach those that have a need instead of those that just want an extra toy for Christmas. Oh. And so we've partnered with a lot of our social services and the counselors in all of our school districts to try to bring us those children that truly have a need.
1: Okay. Now, is there a concentration? You mentioned Harvey. Yes, sir. Uh, is there a concentration to those that were most affected by Harvey? Is there, is there an area or does it matter necessarily? Uh, it, it, it does not necessarily it okay. matter. And it's okay. not
4: necessarily those that were hit by Harvey, just those that truly have a need. Okay. And we're okay. relying heavily on those social services and the, and the school counselors and a lot of the neighboring churches to bring those families to us and let us know okay. these people we can help okay um, so a lot of them are being vetted that way We have a lot of them also going through our chaplains. We have a uh, chaplain Mike Evans there at the sheriff's office okay and he, his part of Blue Elf is to try to bring the children to the party and so he yeah. has partnered with a lot of these people to help vet these families and bring these children in.
3: okay
4: um, that is our biggest need at the time is okay. to, to be able to touch some of these kids that need help okay and bring them in. So, anybody that, that feels like they might appreciate a toy from Operation Blue Elf or have a, a child in need that they know of, they can reach Chaplain Mike Evans at his email address. And if I can okay. plug that now, I'll do Yeah, so. please, please do. All right, so it's mike, M I K E dot E V A N S at M-C-T-X dot org. Again, that's mike.evans at mctx.org. He is our chaplain there at the Sheriff's Office.
1: Okay, and just for, for our listeners, uh, as well as if you're streaming, if you're streaming, a little bit easier to get on email. Uh, we will also post this uh, to our Facebook page, uh, so we will we will link the, this uh, the email Mike Evans uh, uh, at mctx.org. We'll link that from our Facebook page. So if you're following us on Facebook, the Good News Show on the Facebook, uh, take a look at that. In about an hour or so after the show. Uh, I will make sure that this is posted. The information is posted, and the email is
4: posted. That'd be great. So, so
1: it's interesting that, that you say that because many times uh, there there's a shortage of of goods, and there's a shortage of toys and diapers, whatever else that we right, need. Right. And here you seem to have the kind of a, oddly enough the exact opposite problem.
4: Well, and again, that's probably <laughs> that's, because we're very fortunate to live in Montgomery County yeah, where the people's hearts are huge.
1: That's a real testament to the community, no it, doubt.
4: It is. We've had some um, donations come into the fund of uh, in the form of money. Okay. Now, uh, let's talk about that a little bit. The yeah. Sheriff's Office can't accept money donations. Uh, so any monetary donations uh, that come into the Sheriff's Office would have to go to Commissioner's Court, and it would get tied up that way. Uh, but we have an avenue. So we have the Montgomery County Citizen Academy uh, Alumni Association, and they are a 501c3 nonprofit charity. Okay. Okay. Uh, since they do partner with us, we are funneling all of the donations of cash through them, and then they're going out and buying presents and taking care of any kind of uh, purchases that need to be done to make this event successful.
1: Okay. Um, and, to be, Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to ask. I, you probably were about to say it, but how can we get in touch uh, touch with them? Do they have a website? or uh,
4: so? Um, uh, Facebook, or how, how would we do that? Facebook is the best way. Okay. Um, Good. Perfect. So it's um, MCSCAAA is their Facebook uh, MC, code. Say it again. M C S C a-A-A. aAa they're also uh, linked through our website so if you go to the sheriff's office website which is mctxsheriff.org in the very top right corner you'll have find a communities tab and on, under that communities tab you'll find lots of programs that we offer to the public and one of which is a citizen academy and and thereby link the citizen academy alumni okay that's a that's a program that i get to work with directly which is how i was brought into blue elf
1: oh interesting okay yes. all right and then again for for everybody who's listening we'll uh, we'll give that, uh, again, at least a couple more times, and I'll also link it uh, from our Facebook page. So if you're listening and want to help either uh, monetarily, there's an avenue, uh, or if you're uh, working through and you have uh, avenues for children who truly have needs, uh, then we have we have a couple of ways to do that.
4: Absolutely. So, good, absolutely. good, good. So, you know, I'd recommend anybody that knows a family in need to contact the school counselor where the kid goes to school. Okay. Make a recommendation that they uh, put them on the list for Blue Elf. Okay. Or contact Mike Evans directly.
1: All right. And, so, and I noticed from your, uh, your, your flyer that you've, you've given uh, that there are at least a couple. Well, there's a number of businesses, which are, I'm sure you might want to give a shout out. But, but there's also uh, at least a couple of, uh, of churches. Yes, sir. So they have the school counselor, uh, Mike Evans himself. And would, could they come through these churches?
4: Absolutely can. Uh, yes, uh, sir.
1: Are there other churches? Uh, rather, for example, you have West Conroe Baptist and the Ark. If someone is a member of another church not listed on this particular flyer, can they come in? Uh, they through? absolutely can, yes, okay. sir. Uh,
4: those two churches are partners that, that came in from the day one, okay. and they're helping Fair us enough. out. But yeah, any, yeah. any church that can uh, identify a need, okay. uh, I would encourage them. Please reach out to Chaplain Mike Evans, okay. uh, bring us those children, and let us, let us try to give them a happy Christmas.
1: Oh, man, this is great. Okay, good, good. All
4: right, so when we vet these kids, yeah. um, we are trying—this is our first annual, so we're kind of learning as we go. Okay. So we knew that we would get an outpouring from the public. We were expecting to get a, quite a number of kids to help, and we just was not sure what we should truly expect. Yeah. Um, so we created this list on the bottom of the flyer. Of okay. the suggested toys that the children might be interested in. Okay. Uh, and that just makes it easier for shoppers. And so trying to make it easier on you guys, uh, if you just pick an age group that your, your heart makes you look, uh, look out for. Okay. Um, and just go into one of these generic suggested toys or items. And purchase something like that. You can drop it off at any of the numerous locations we have throughout Montgomery County. Okay. And just drop it off unwrapped. And then the Citizen Academy alumni, every Thursday night, we stay from 5 until 10 at night wrapping presents.
1: Oh. Now, do you need help with that? Um, or are they, is you got, you have the wrapping
4: covered? I think I've got the wrapping covered. Okay. Uh, All right. We have anywhere from 30 to 50 volunteers oh, and wow. a couple of the neighboring schools, uh, Willis ISD and Montgomery ISD have criminal justice clubs that have offered to help. That's
1: gotta be so much
4: fun. It is. It's, it's going to be a blast. Yeah. So we had our first wrapping party the week before Thanksgiving. It went rather well. Okay. Uh, we skipped last week because of Thanksgiving and tonight I have no idea what to expect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's after Thanksgiving. So it's probably your, your, facility is probably going to be full and and i noticed there's no 52 year olds here so i i guess i'll have <laughs> unfortunately you and
4: i are out of, out of the list but i here. love
1: legos still all right anyway yes sir okay
4: so when the when the children uh when their family goes to the school the counselor the church counselor or mike evans they're they're given a bit of an application it's very similar to the form you have there okay and they're asked to circle three of the uh toys that they're interested in Uh, in their age group
3: okay
1: gotcha
4: so every thursday when we wrap we're taking a good inventory so we know what we have and then as mike vets these children he's bringing the list to us to let us know this is what has been requested okay so at the end of the day what we're hoping to be able to do is when little johnny comes to us and he wants a football we'll know that we've got a football on the list and we can put his name on it okay and then uh, he'll get at least one of the, the three toys that he's asking for.
3: Okay, okay.
4: And the monetary donations help out in a great way because um, when we're done with all of that, if we don't have enough of those footballs for little Johnny, right. we can go out and buy those. Okay. So that's a, that's a big part of the monetary donations and what they're going to be used for.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, is, there in, is there any place, um, and sorry for asking a question that I, you never ask a question you don't know the answer to. Um, is there a place that if you realize that you're running uh, short on a particular age group or gender group? Sure. Is there a place on a website or your Facebook page that Absolutely. says, we really have a need here this week, which which may be different than a need next week. So you have a place that people can go?
4: Absolutely. Lieutenant okay. Spencer, again, uh, this is his brainchild. And so he's on top of it. He runs okay. our Facebook page and uh, and we're posting out there. I know we did one just, I think it was yesterday, uh, okay. letting people know that as of right now, um, we have the younger ages covered fairly decently. Okay, um, But the teenage uh, years, we don't have a whole lot for Okay. And so if they will monitor our Montgomery County Sheriff Facebook Facebook page, it's MCTX Sheriff on Facebook. Uh, we're putting out locations where you can drop off the toys, what toys we need. And as we continue to develop this inventory, we'll be able to get a more specific list of uh, guys. This is what we need help with.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, let's, uh, let's take a, a quick break here in the, on the quarter hour. We'll come back and continue uh, to talk about this. Now, I want to make sure we say the different Facebook because we have a lot of letters. Yes, sir. Uh, so we'll make sure we say that at least a couple more times. Uh, thanks so much to, to Steve. He's, he's in the uh, studio today to talk about Operation Blue Elf. And when we come back from a break, we'll continue our conversation. Talk to you right after the break.
3: Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5,
0: 106.1. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio.
4: It's got a lot of
1: power, it? it makes me feel like uh, he makes me feel like. And welcome back to the Good News Show. Um, we have uh, are talking with uh, Steve Squire, uh, and this is just a wonderful uh, program. The more I'm learning about it, the more I'm I'm just so it just warms your heart uh, that uh, that the 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 people who serve us and protect us uh, are going just so far through an extra mile to give back to the community. That it is already serving, and I just think it's just a a really wonderful story that you really don't hear much about. And and I guess before we jump right back in, let me just remind everybody that that you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio, and uh, as I, we say, if you're ju- zooming up, if you're doing the speed limit uh, up and down 45, because uh, I don't want to sick Steven Steve on you, uh, uh, you're listening to us on 104.5 or 106.1, and if you or get to your destination and you want to continue to hear what we're talking about especially now with the operation blue elf uh, you can pick us back up and stream us live on IRlonestar.com uh, and now where we left off with Steve is that uh, we talked to about a number of places that you can uh, go to get information we will link to those through the fa- through our Facebook page but I know you also want to talk about the citizens Academy so Before we get to that, let's just talk, let's just remind everybody, if you're interested, uh, how they might be able to get in touch with the various uh, organizations. So, kind of break it back down for us.
4: So, if you have a family in need and you know of a child that could uh, use a Christmas present to brighten up their their December... You can reach out to us in three different ways. Um, the most common way would be through your school counselors. Perfect. They're vetting a lot of the children. Perfect. A local church would be a great point of contact, and they can get in, cu- get in touch with our chaplain, Mike Evans. Okay. Or you can reach out directly to Mike Evans at mike.evans at mctx.org, and he'll help you get involved.
1: Perfect. Okay. Well, I know you want to talk a little bit about—
4: The Citizen Academy.
1: Uh, yeah, what's, what's driving a lot of
4: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: this is a wonderful program, it sounds
4: like. Yep. So, first off, we'll explain what the Citizen Academy is, and then we'll go into what the alumni is. Perfect. So, the Citizen Academy was started about 14 years ago. Actually, Rand Henderson, our current sheriff, started class number one. So, I understand he he backs the program a lot. Okay. Uh, So, the Citizen Academy is a free class that people can sign up to go to. I'm uh, fortunate enough to be able to lead that class currently, and we have two of those classes a year. Okay. So all they are are their 12 weeks of classes, going to class one night a week for about three hours. And then during that three-hour time, we bring in different elements of the sheriff's office to kind of introduce you to the men and women that we have, the tools and training we have, the missions, and really get you to understand what is it like to be on our side of the badge. Oh, I can't imagine. So, oh, it's, it's a great program. <laughs> no,
1: it's a great program. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to be on the other side of the bat. Well, maybe you should come to class.
4: <laughs> exactly. <clears throat>
1: but, yeah, I you know, I, I think it's a good idea, actually.
4: It is. We, we reach all kinds of people. I would love to. And uh, we've been very fortunate. I've had the majority of people coming in already support us. But I've had people that come from the other side that uh, they want to know what it's like because they, they don't trust us. And yes. through this program, we're able to teach them a little bit more about who we are and why we do what we do. And we've developed a lot of friendships. We've changed some minds. And uh, we've made lifetime partners and friendships with the members of our community through that program.
1: Oh, that's great. Now, that, that, and so this is a place that if somebody wanted to come to the class, they come to to the sheriff's to office. your location Absolutely. to the sheriff's office. Uh, do you ever do anything like this out in public? Do you do them in schools or well, we because uh, we just talked to a homeschool group. I would think that they would be a perfect
4: they would be avenue, uh,
1: but uh, again, not knowing.
4: No, you know, oh, you're perfect. Um, yeah. Great lead up. I'm actually in the development process of starting an Explorers Post, and it's exactly okay. what it is for school-aged okay. children. Uh, and perfect. so it, um, you can kind of akin it to a Police Academy for students. Okay. And that'll be aged from ninth grade till twelfth grade. Okay. And we're trying to reach out to the students that are uh, minded. To th- they, they think they want to become the police. Yes. And that way we're going to give them a real good understanding of what it is we do, the kind of training we have. That way they know what they're kind of gearing their life towards.
1: Right, right.
4: And hopefully doing that, we'll be able to reach them before they start making some of those bad decisions that can yes. affect them when they grow up to be adults and trying to find a job.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I know growing up, I always either wanted to be a policeman or a fireman. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's still the case. Uh, I think most people uh, or most of the kids growing up, because I have a teenager, uh, want to do more gaming. <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I think this would be excellent. So, so it's still under development, so it's not yet out for the kid, in the world. The kid portion of it, The correct? kid portion of it, um, yes.
4: Blue Elf kind of put us a little behind schedule. I was hoping to start in January, but um, I'm still pushing really hard to start it before this current school year is over.
1: Okay. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay.
4: But uh, back to the Citizen Academy class. Stay tuned for that. Yes, sir. Stay tuned. Perfect. Um, The Citizen Academy class, during that 12 weeks, uh, we bring in a lot of elements, such as uh, SWAT and hostage negotiations for one night. We bring in canines. They get to see me run from the dog and see that I don't (laughs) usually get very far. (laughs) And so it's it's a lot of fun. We kind of gear them up to where toward the end, we we play... uh, where you guys play the role of police, I play the bad guy, and then you get to really feel what it's like to be on my side of the badge. Oh, wow. And so we gear up and you guys go through scenarios for family violence, traffic stops, uh, mentally disturbed individuals, and really see the hesitation it takes whenever you're pushed to the point where you have to defend yourself. And it, it opens a lot of eyes. Um, everybody's terrified to go through it the first time and can't wait to go All through right. it the second time. Okay. It's, it's a lot of fun uh, once you get over that initial fear of you're acting out in front of your whole class. Right. Uh, but those that graduate the class, Um, can join the alumni. We usually have a very high percentage of each class join the alumni association. Okay. And we currently have 94 members of the alumni association. Oh, wow. Wow. Now the alumni, their mission is to support not just the sheriff's office, but any law enforcement and military and really any first responder in Montgomery County. Okay. They do that by raising money uh, outside of Blue Elf. They raise money to where if there's an officer or first responder who's been injured on the job, they're able to to help them out. Um, They've bought equipment where there's not an agency budget to do that.
1: Okay. Um,
4: they do things okay. like on, on New Year's and July 4th, they often do giant cookouts and feed all the officers, not just the sheriff's office, but everyone that comes to the jail to drop off their person that can't act right during those party nights. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Uh, you know, to really, <laughs> to really say thanks for, to the officers that are, are having to be away from their family during the holidays. Oh, yeah. So they're an amazing group of people. Okay. So they got behind Operation Blue Elf and they're full steam ahead. Okay. Uh, they are, uh, like I said, we're, they're doing wrapping parties to help us wrap all these presents, inventory of the presents, move them around, um, all the monetary. We actually had a big team of the ladies went shopping on Black Friday. Okay. And I don't know about you, Ted, but I just, nope. I won't brave Black Friday. <laughs> no,
1: no, I, I I much enjoy sitting behind the computer screen with the mouse. Oh, yes, and, sir. And my Amazon account.
4: Yes, sir. <laughs> that Monday is the perfect day for <laughs> exactly. me, too.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, so. because we've seen some of the YouTube uh, videos of, of uh uh, things that didn't go so well
4: indeed <laughs> uh, my wife enjoys that and i tell her you have fun exactly let me know if you need me
1: yeah there's turkey leftover
4: yep but they went out and they did a, a, a huge success with um shopping and bringing in a bunch of the toys themselves for operation blue elf and, okay yeah, we're moving on good good yes sir
1: so um so the the academy just to make sure uh that we heard it right so when's the next okay. uh, the next sign up and how would somebody is who just heard that said you know i i'd kind of like to do that
4: yep Well, that same link that we talked about to reach the uh, Citizen Academy. Okay. So they go to the Sheriff's Office webpage, and that is mctxsheriff.org.
1: Okay.
4: They look in the top right corner for the Communities tab. Communities, okay. And when they click that, they'll see Citizen Academy. Okay. There'll be a brief write-up about what the program is, the current schedule, so they can kind of get an understanding of what they'll be exposed to. Okay. And then the application and my contact information.
1: Okay.
3: I am
4: currently taking applications for the next class, which I plan to start mid-February. Mid-February, okay. And it'll last again for another 12 weeks. Uh, we will take off for any kind of holiday. So this current class, we we took off the week of Thanksgiving. Okay. We're going to graduate the current class on December the twelfth, I believe. Oh wow! In just a couple wow. of weeks.
1: And so, what? What is there an age restriction? Uh, is there it is eighteen and above, or exactly. twenty-one and above. Yep. Okay,
4: eighteen and above, just okay. because of the things they're sp- exposed to. Okay, I can imagine. And then, uh, and then hopefully when we get the the Explorers program, we'll be able to touch those kids in a lot younger age and bring them in and kind of do something similar for them.
1: Okay, that sounds good. All right. Good.
4: Um, so Blue Elf is, yeah. uh, it's being out really successful. And if you have a place that you'd like to drop off at, uh, we can talk about the drop off locations, we yeah. can talk about the partners, whatever you, whichever direction you want to go.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, so, uh, I know that there are, it looks like even just from the flyer, there's a number of places that if people, uh, want to get involved, uh, we've already talked about, uh, the needs, uh, through your Facebook of saying, well, we've got this age group covered or we've got this, this, uh, set of, of, of uh, presents covered we need this. So if somebody is listening to this and want to get involved and they've got a present, yeah. So take, it, take us through how how they say, okay, sure. where would they bring them?
4: Yeah. So um, several drop-off locations to include Margaritas and Peppers, Spirit of Texas, all of the First National Bank locations and Wood Forest National Bank locations in Montgomery County are partnered with us. Uh, Joe's Italian Restaurant, the Ark Church, and West Conroe Baptist Church are several locations. Okay. And we've had several that have joined in since we've uh, kicked off Blue Elf, okay, uh, to include the Loop Cleaners, both locations, the Academy Daycare, uh, Woodlands Joint Powers Association, um, Pepsi, actually, the Pepsi dist- uh, distribution over there in Loop 336 is a big okay. partner of ours, Talk okay. Storage, both locations, Dollar General, and uh, Deborah's Boutique over on Highway 105 East. All are places you can drop off at and they're helping us out to, to gather those toys,
1: okay. Yep. Uh, and so, just to, just to make a reminder, Uh, We have the Christmas list. It's broken down uh, by uh, age group primarily. Uh, And when someone goes and buys a present or multiple presents, you want to make sure that they're unwrapped,
4: right? Absolutely. That way we know what we're giving the kids. Uh, We don't want to get our toy that's maybe used or damaged. And and also, we can account for what is this toy because we want to match that with what the child is asking for. Okay. So, um, we understand that a lot of people might just grab a little toy as they're shopping, and it might not fit our list. We'll accept that. Okay. Um, but if you're going to go out looking just for a blue elf toy, find our flyer on our Facebook page or on your Facebook play, okay. page shortly, All and right. then try to shop for one of some of those toys that are on the list. And that makes it a lot easier for us to match with what the child is asking for.
1: Okay. Very good. Uh, so they would go and, and, and purchase the gift. They, they uh, according to, to the age and they drop, drop off the uh, uh, presence at the locations we've already uh, talked about. Um, so I, I, I think as, as I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm trying to put myself as a, a listener uh, and I want to just before we go to the break one more time, uh, talk about the, the three areas that we can get in touch with them okay. uh, and get in touch with you. Absolutely. Because uh, sometimes if you're zooming up and down and, and you're, you're not quite sure if I heard it correctly, we want to make sure we uh, remind people how to get in touch with you uh, and then we'll, we'll take our bottom of the hour break. And then come back and we'll wrap up.
4: Sounds good. So again, if you've got a family in need, please reach out to your school counselors. That way they can reach out to us and help us vet the child. Uh, You can also reach out to any of your local churches and they can contact our chaplain Mike Evans, or you can contact chaplain Mike Evans directly at mike.evans at mctx.org. And then we'll be able to get in contact with those uh, children and families and make sure that everything's planned and taken care of.
1: Okay. Well, that sounds great. We're going to go ahead and, uh, and take our bottom of the hour break, even though we're about a, a minute or so ahead, because I want to make sure that we wrap up uh, and remind everybody uh, about maybe some of the specific needs. We talked about the Facebook. And while, while people may not be in front of their computers, we want to talk about what maybe some of the immediate needs are. We'll be right back after the break. Talk to you in just a moment.
0: Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio.
1: Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, CC Holmes. And I would personally like to take this time to invite
4: you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m. Where I will bring you the very best, the very best
2: of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed... Yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy
4: with me. That's right, jazzy. <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide
1: at irlongstar.com. <laughs> And welcome back to the Good News Show with Ted Cox. Uh, in the studio today, we have Steve Squire. He is uh, does quite a bit, actually, as it turns out. But one of the things he's talking about today is Operation Blue Elf. Uh, and it's really been a, a terrific uh, conversation. We were just saying that uh, while we were at break that uh, I, I have no idea what it's like uh, to be a police officer. Uh, I've never been one, but, but I can just imagine that. Uh, that you're always seeming to deal with things and people that are not always on their best behavior uh, and it's it really is uh, heartening to me that you have this program, Operation Blue elf as well as your citizen academy, uh, that give you hopefully just a glimpse uh, that there is a big swath of the public that really appreciates you oh, and absolutely. and that uh, you say that that you feel the love so I'll let you if you talk a little bit more about that if you'd like but but I just wanted to remind people that you're, that if you're uh, out and about, you're, you're listening to us on 104.5, 106.1. And you can certainly pick up the show as you get landed in your destination on IRLoneStar.com. Uh, of course, there on our website, you can pick up old older shows, shows that have already aired. You can watch the video or listen to the audio. Uh, you can also subscribe to our podcast or our YouTube channel. Uh, or download the app. So you have a number of ways to get in touch with us that and watch our shows and stream our shows uh, over and above just simply the live broadcast that we're doing right now. So well let's let's pick it back up. I know that you uh, have some new information as well as some information you want to want to re, uh, reiterate For because sure. we did cover quite a bit and and covered quite a bit of uh, Facebook pages and and websites and an email. So why don't you, yeah, take it well, where we where we just talked.
4: You know, just to kind of pick up on what you said during the introduction. Back, um, yeah. we, we really do feel the support of the people here in Montgomery County. Yeah, uh, Sheriff Henderson's push to go into more community oriented policing has uh, it's, it's starting to net a lot of rewards. Good. not just for us, but also for the communities. Uh, we're really starting to develop those relationships, whereas we didn't have them as strong before. Yeah. And, uh, and we're yeah. starting to really feel the love from the communities. And we know we have the support. It's, it's really unlike what Hollywood or TV wants to show you uh, here in, in South Texas.
1: I, I know. And, and, and again, I, I know there's probably some things that I can say that you can't. So, but, it, but you do. It, it is. And one of the reasons why I even created this show, the Good News Show, uh, was that, you know, for 24-7, we're just bombarded with, with bad news. Uh, and a lot of the bad news, I'm sorry to say, has to do with conflicts between uh, people who are not doing the right thing a lot of the time uh, and conflict with, with the police and, and, uh, and law enforcement. And, and I think you're right that, again, I won't ask you to neither confirm nor deny what I'm about to say, but, but I think it is, um, it is sad to me uh, that you can watch the news and you can get a horribly skewed uh, idea uh, that the police uh, are somehow or another not here to protect and to serve, but rather to do harm, sure. uh, and and I know that is certainly not the case. Even though I, again, I've never walked yep. so to speak in your boots with your your badge. But well, I think a lot of times so, that
4: that perception that's portrayed isn't necessarily always out of malice, but maybe ignorance. Of course,
1: of course. Yeah, yeah I'm not t- I'm not yeah, attributing yeah. Yeah, um, and- cause or motive for that, but it but it does it is skewed to one and i'm wondering how much other behavior uh, is triggered by that skewed view uh, oh, for of, sure. of the police and it's just you know again you, it doesn't doesn't take very long to watch your cable news on the evening to realize we we have a problem
4: yes in, indeed. in america yes indeed. and you know that's another reason why the so. the citizen academy is so important to us because we're able to to kind of get the real deal out to people yeah and uh, yeah. And, and another one of the missions Sheriff Henderson has tasked us with is to go out there and get news directly from the sheriff's office. And so all of our news is released through our Facebook page, right. uh, through our PIO, Lieutenant Scott Spencer. It goes out directly from us to you guys. And right. that, that way there's no editing. There's no misinterpretations. You get the real story from the real people who were there.
1: Yeah. And, that, and that's really interesting. I hadn't really thought of, thought of it like that. But, uh, you know, while, while we can certainly sit around and bemoan the, the, the not so pleasant side of social media, Uh, one of the upsides to social media is you do have a direct conduit to your viewer, to the listener, to the, to, to who it is you want to communicate. Absolutely. It's it's unfiltered uh, in that you get to communicate, you know, your, your message direct. I think that is a good and upside to social media.
4: Yep. And and success is um, starting to be a little painful. Um, Yeah. In this County where we have over half a million people, we only have about a little less than 30,000 followers but we're already starting to feel that we are having a hard time keeping up with the, the communication back and forth. We've been doing our best to, to respond to questions and comments and stuff right. directly. Uh, Lieutenant Spencer and I are the only two that play with that. And it can be a, a challenging oh, wow. endeavor to try to, to monitor Facebook and keep it as real time as possible back right. and forth with people.
1: Right, right, right. So, Interesting. I, uh, that's, so, so 3 million, you say 3 million? It's Is half a million, 500,000. Excuse me, half a million, so 30,000. So, so if you're listening right now, uh, run to your computer, not while you're driving, uh, and uh, and sign up for the Facebook feeds. Uh, certainly, generally speaking, but more specifically uh, for Operation Blue Elf.
4: For sure. For sure. There's lots of information about Op- Operation Blue Elf. We'll be talking about our successes, our needs, and uh, you'll get the straight information of uh, what toys we need and how you can help us to make this very successful. Okay, good, good. So, Ted, you ready to learn about what Operation yeah. Blue Elf will be at the very end? Yes, please. <clears throat> so, our, our vision, our goal is a, it's going to be a, a private venue. So we're only going to invite the families that have been vetted, that truly have that need. Okay. Instead of opening this event up to the public where we could have t- thousands of people come and kind of take some of the stuff away from these families who right. have need, we want it to be special to these children. So we've got a private venue set up. It'll be on the on a Wednesday. I won't release the date just yet. Okay, gotcha. So, but it will be on a Wednesday, okay. and, and we'll go pretty much all day. So the families will come in Aww. on their time, not whenever we tell them to be here. Okay. We're going to set up an event that will be akin to a National Night Out where we're going to have all of our big equipment and trucks out. They'll see our SWAT vehicles, Uh, our command center, a lot of our police cars, a lot of our our specialized units will be there and present. But also a lot of the community partners that have come to us. Uh, So like the Leadership Montgomery County, Waste Management, HEB, Kroger's, Wood Forest, all of those kind of vendors will come out, set up a tent. Uh, Again, a lot like National Night Out where they'll have their own little little segment to give. Uh, there, There will be their swag items they'll give away and stuff. So when the family arrives they're going to check in Uh, what we hope to do is be able to pull an officer and dedicate to that family and then hopefully one of our civilian partners will do the same they'll send us one of our civilian partners and then there'll be two people dedicated to that family while they're there for operation blue elf okay they'll take that family and do the whole tour of all of the vehicles all of the tents and and things that we have set out for them give them a teddy bear when they first arrive and just kind of walk around the whole thing
1: oh this
3: is
4: so cool Cool. We hope it turns out as great as we plan.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it'll so, be actually be better. I hope so. Because you'll be able to see these little faces and oh, for sure. that, that would not otherwise have had to. I, I can't imagine what it must be like to be on those uh, Thursday uh, wrapping sessions and then to see the kids open it. I mean, how?
4: That's going to be the most how, rewarding. That's going to be the best. I can imagine. Yes, yeah, it's going to be the best. So we'll continue to post those presents so people will be, will be able to see our, our successes with what we brought in. Right. So um, once, once the child checks in, we're going to send someone from that check-in table back to the back where we'll have all the presents, and that present will already have that child's name on it. Oh, wow. So we'll find that present. We'll bring it up to the stage while they're going around all of the venue, and then they're going to be brought up to the stage and get to sit with Santa, get the present, um, possibly get a picture with, uh, with the sheriff. Okay. And then as they uh, open the present, walk off the stage, we're going to have uh, four more bins of of smaller toys for them to choose from. So coloring books, books, oh. um, Beanie Babies, stuff like that. So hopefully each child will leave with about three separate gifts.
1: Okay. Well, that, man, what a night it's or a, day.
4: It's a day. Actually, I'm yeah. sorry. It's the it, entire it'll, day. It'll be a day, yes. Yeah. Sir. Okay. All so right. I, I just, I really look forward to it. I, I just can't imagine um, how this is going to turn out.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I think... Um, too, as you've already said, you know, one of the things that you're doing, in addition to serving the need of the specific family or the specific child, uh, I think this is going to travel a long way for the community in general. Because while while only the families and the people associated with the police, sure, uh, you know, your, your group will be there. Uh, if you're taking the pictures or releasing the videos and so forth, uh, I think it will go a long way uh, to continuing to build the the bridges and the the relationship with the community when sure. they see uh, you, you know, you, you're just like us. Yes, yeah. well, <laughs> you're that's not exactly some true. strange other people that, you yeah. know, that, uh, that are here, but you're here. And even more so, uh, you've given your, your life to serving others. And even more so during Christmas, are you serving others that are truly in need?
4: Well, uh, people don't put on this uniform because they want to get rich quick. Right. You know, they put on this uniform right. because they have a huge passion or compassion to go out there and just make a difference in their communities. Right. And, and and like you said, we're not them, we're you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and you're seeing people, uh, in many cases, I'm sure, at their most desperate time of need.
4: Oh, yeah. There's the saying uh, in law enforcement that we meet you on your worst day ever. And
1: that's, that's true. Yeah,
4: You don't call us until it's, it's absolutely the last thing that you think to do to call us to help you. It's your worst day ever. Either you're a victim or you're the person that victimized somebody. Right. In either case, it's you're not, not having not a good day. a good day.
1: <laughs> it's like the great and terrible day. Right? Yes, sir. <clears throat> well, I know that uh, that certainly I I don't uh, like to see uh, the blue lights or mo- maybe multicolor lights in my rearview mirror, uh, but I sure would love to see you when I when I need you.
4: Oh, absolutely. So, yeah.
1: All right. Well, let's. Uh, I know we we have uh, oh, about four or five more minutes before we we take our our mid uh, quarter hour break. Uh, so why don't we run through again, uh, make sure if people are listening to this, uh, what what this is. Just do another quick summary. Okay. Uh, some of the partners, some of the current needs that you have, and then the the current drop-off location. Just kind of run through it one more time because sometimes people are joining us uh, mid-conversation or they're coming up and down uh, in their car. So why don't you just, sure. do take the next uh, three or four minutes and kind of go through it one more time
4: for us. Sounds good. So- yeah. Operation Blue Elf, uh, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office way of giving back to our community. So, we are taking Christmas gifts for ages 0 to 3, 4 to 7, 8 to 11, and 11 to 15. Okay. All right. As I've started to look at all the toys that were wrapping and, and come in, and I, I didn't tell you, but my office, yeah. my Tahoe, and a storage facility, they're <laughs> full, full right now. So, <laughs> I, th- I think a- tonight's ripen of, uh, wrapping event is going to be um, very busy. Okay. But, and uh, and,
1: and uh, just to make sure. You have plenty of people to do that. So you're not making a call for...
4: We're not calling for help to wrap. I've got Just to want to make between sure. three, 30 and 50 volunteers. Yeah. So we're, we're good on wrapping at okay. the moment.
1: Okay, gotcha. Stay tuned on Facebook. Stay tuned. Okay.
4: Um, but at the at present, it appears that we have toys coming in more for the ages of zero through seven. Okay. And so for the older kids, that's where we could really use the help on the toys, uh, specifically the 11 to 15 year olds. I don't see a lot of the toys in to that 15. age group. Okay, Those kind of toys would include stuff such as uh, arts and crafts supplies, books, journals, jewelry, hair, accessories, makeup, nail polish, wallets, purses, the kind of things that young adults would really like to to help them feel like they're not a kid anymore. Uh, Maybe also watches, sports gear, earbuds. Earbuds. Earbuds are huge. (laughs) I can imagine. Yep. Um, They even have bikes and blankets and jackets and board games on there. So lots of things to choose from.
1: What about, um, as I look through this, I I know my son who is in this, well, actually just now out of this age range. Uh, What about gift cards? Are gift cards acceptable? I see most of this as is like hard items or gift cards okay? Or? So
4: um, any gift cards that come in, our alumni will be using those to go out to try to purchase these items. Okay, so okay. We, we would prefer that if people want to give to go ahead and buy the item of their choice. Okay, and then we'll wrap it.
1: Okay, and you you mentioned uh, at the top, so where we've talked about gifts specifically, if people wanted to make a donation, how would they go about doing that again monetarily? Yep. I know I know you would prefer the gift.
4: Sure, but, but, but monetary donations are helpful as well, and they can go be uh, provided to us through the Montgomery County Citizen Academy Alumni Association. Okay. And you can find that information on the Sheriff's Office website, mctxsheriff.org, Communities tab, and then Citizen Academy. It will have all the links over to their page. Um, we actually had to go through a bit of a trouble because we, we finally set up to where we can accept PayPal donations just for this. Okay. So, we will have that on the Citizen Academy alumni's Facebook page, uh, hopefully in the next day or so. Okay, perfect. People can perfect. make monetary donations directly.
1: Okay, perfect. Um,
4: most of those donations will be tax deductible because it is a 501c3 nonprofit.
1: Okay.
3: Uh,
4: and so, any of the donations that people are making, they can take off their taxes. Okay. For helping their uh, the kids of Montgomery County.
1: Perfect. Okay.
4: Yes, sir. Uh, so, a lot of our partners would include Wood-, yes. Wood Forest National Bank, and you can drop off at any of their locations. Yeah, these all are all the
1: drop-off locations. Their-
4: yep, yep. Um, leadership Montgomery County is helping us out in a major way, waste management as well as HEB. Maclea, which is Montgomery County Law Enforcement Association, has helped out quite a bit.
1: So, for example, HEB, just uh, just, just to make sure if people are listening, uh, some of the other businesses may not have storefronts like a waste management may not have. Sure. But, but HEB would be one that would be very common. Is there a bin or is there some place that, yep. so that these, people?
4: These that I just talked about are our partners. They brought us uh, some kind of a donation. To, oh, I'm to sorry. This program. Okay, gotcha. Um, but the drop-off locations, like I think you were leading towards. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry, um, I misunderstood.
4: That's okay. The drop-off locations would include Margaritas and Peppers Mexican Grill, the Spirit of Texas Bank, okay, several of the first national banks all around Conroe and Montgomery okay. County area, uh, Joe's Italian Restaurant, Wood Forest National Bank, every location that I know of. Okay. The ARC and West Conroe Baptist Church, all of those are drop off locations. Okay. We also have several that have come on board to include uh, the Loop Cleaners, that is on, uh, in Conroe and in Montgomery, the Academy Daycare over in Magnolia. Okay. Wood Forest Joint Powers Association in the Woodlands, the Adventure Care Play Care in Conroe, the Ridge Community Church in the Woodlands, the Pepsi Distribution Center in Conroe. Tall Pine Storage, they have two locations in Conroe, and then the Dollar General in Mag- uh, Magnolia. Okay. Uh, Deborah's Boutique is also on board over on Highway 105 East. Okay. And so lots and lots of opportunities to give. And I didn't say it earlier, but yeah. uh, let me go ahead and say that any one of our sheriff's office substations, we also have drop-off boxes out front in the lobby. Okay. And so uh, we have six substations. So it's definitely going to be a sheriff's office somewhere close to you.
1: Okay, which is good news.
4: Good news. And, <laughs> that's right. And you can bring your presence right to us.
1: Okay, perfect. Wow, this, uh, yep. this so, is, go ahead, I'm sorry, I, I, was,
4: well, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I just was thinking that I need to let everybody know when the last date to drop off yes. presents is. That's kind of important. Yes. So originally we were going to cut this off on the 4th, which is just next Monday. Uh, we realized that we have a lot of people that may want to deliver after that. So we've extended the location where I'm going to be picking up all of the drop off locations on the 14th. 14th. The okay. 14th. So the 13th will be the last day to donate. And then after that, I'll go through and we'll collect all of the boxes and uh, and have a massive wrapping party for what's left over.
1: All right, perfect. Okay, well, I think we've covered covered just about everything. I think uh, so. I think we have loc- drop off locations. Uh, we have your your Christmas uh, wish list, and in particular the the um, the eight to fifteen age range, but more specifically the eleven to fifteen age range. Yes, sir. Uh, we we would prefer. Uh, gifts associated with some of the listings that you've had there, which you've already talked about, but donations are are fine, and PayPal will be up in a couple of days. Stay tuned to the Facebook page. Uh, any anything else that people need to know about before we uh, before we go to break?
4: I think we've covered everything. Uh, we really hope the Blue Elf will be great. Um, if you guys have that family in need, please help us find that child. Okay, uh, reach out to us through your local church, through your local school counselor, or directly to our chaplain.
1: Okay. Well, that sounds fantastic, and don't forget to sign up for the Citizens Academy, which will be coming back up in mid-February, in f- in mid-February. Yes, so sir. come and sign up and put your application in,
4: right? Absolutely. It's a very rewarding program for both you and I.
1: Yeah, sounds great. Well, thank you, Steve. We uh, we have just, this has just been uh, tremendous. I'm so glad that you reached out uh, to us and we were able to come in and have this conversation. I hope that, that we have uh, not only the gifts that are necessary for the 15, 11 to 15-year-olds, but I hope that if there are children and families, but children in need, that they do reach out to their school counselors, that they do reach out to their churches, that they do get in touch with Mike Evans. Because as you've already talked about now on, on a couple of occasions during the course of the conversation, uh, Montgomery County has been exceedingly
4: generous. Absolutely. And
1: it would, uh, it would certainly be a shame uh, if this generosity is not met uh, with, its, with its appropriate needs. So if you do know, if you're listening now, uh, or if you're picking this up on streaming, or even after and before December the 13th, uh, and you know a family who might not have heard this, but if you're listening and you know a family, please let them know that Operation Blue Elf is here for them, uh, and that they will have a good Christmas as a result of the Montgomery County Sheriff's Department. And again, thank thank you so much, Steve, for coming by and telling us all about it. My pleasure, Dad. Uh, we for will certainly. Me. I certainly be praying for you guys.
4: Thank you so so much.
1: Okay, well, we will uh, take our last break of the show and be back just to wrap up some thoughts. Uh, And we'll talk to you just after the break. You're listening to The Good News Show with Ted Cox.
2: 4-H and Youth, and Family and Consumer Sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at one o'clock for the
0: AgriLife Extension Hour. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio.
1: And welcome back for the, the last few minutes of the Good News show. You're listening on Conroe's on uh, Lone Star Community Radio. You're probably hearing us on either 104.5 or 106.1 uh, uh, or you're streaming live on IRLoneStar.com. Um, this is uh, Ted Cox. If you're just tuning in, this is the Good News program and I'm your host, Ted Cox. I, I just wanted to, to say thank you uh, to both, the, both of our guests. Uh, I think that You know, when when we were originally coming up with the concept of the show and the idea, of of course, which lends it to its name, the Good News Program, uh, you know, there were so many different things that we felt like we could say and we could program in, uh, and it's meeting people like uh, Elise and like uh, Steve, who really are truly just ordinary people like you and I, who are really doing extraordinary things that get really no recognition, and in both cases, uh, as well as others we've talked to over the last uh, couple of months of the show, as it's begun and it's gotten launched, um, I, you know, I've been tremendously privileged to to talk to folks like this, and you know, I just want to make a, I guess, a couple of final thoughts before we uh, close out for today. I, I know that um, I, we opened with Elise in the homeschool uh, situation. I, I know as a homeschool parent, uh, if you're if you've been listening. Uh, to the to the show, and you're considering perhaps homeschooling, and you're just scared to death of it, uh, let me just say that there, as Elise did point out, there are lots and lots of good, um, uh, good resources for you to tap into that weren't available really even when we launched uh, three or four or five years ago. And so if you're considering it, I, I definitely suggest that you uh, you do the homework, but don't be afraid of it. I, I know that one of the big considerations that we had as homeschooling parents was were we even up for the task? You know, uh, I I have a, a certain degree, a college degree, and my wife has a certain college degree, and and we felt like we had part of his education, our son's education covered, but we knew that we were not qualified to teach certain things he was going to need. And certainly as his interests progress through um, elementary school and through homes, or through middle school, as he got into high school, uh, we realized that we were not capable of teaching things like physics and chemistry and, and especially some of the sciences. And if you're listening out there and you realize that, uh, well, maybe I can do the English or maybe I can do the math, but I have no way of doing some of the other things, just know that there are lots of resources. And the reason why I wanted to have Extraordinary Education on, at least on, was to let you know that if you felt like that you could, as a homeschool parent, wanted to do the best for your your child and give him, give him or her the best education in the manner by which you want to bring your child up, and you realize you did have some capability that places like Extraordinary Education are out there for you to say, well, let me just go and get uh, someone capable of teaching physics or teaching chemistry or teaching just one or two or, or multiple subjects, but not have your your child go into a school and let them be there the entire day. I just need some skill set that I don't have. Or uh, there are also homeschool groups like Homewoods and some other places that are, that are in, uh, in the area that you can go to get the socialization as well. So don't be afraid is, is, the, is the primary message. Go resource it. Uh, there's tons of resources out there. I'm sure you'll do a great job. Any questions, just Facebook me uh, and look out for all the information we talked about on Blue Elf. And we will look forward to talking with you next Thursday. Hope, hope for all the best.